0: Hi guys, it's me, Ursula Carlson. You're about to listen to this podcast, aren't you? I just know you are. Now, I've just announced a brand new tour and you can get tickets for that tour right now. Like you can get the tickets right now at lifenation.com.au or go through urshulacarlson.com. Go will get your tickets right now.
1: A listener production. Hey, it's producer Nat here and welcome to the best of episodes for 2023, where we recap all the best bits from season four of That's Enough Already. Now you might think this is a comedy podcast. Well, think again. This season there was a whole lot of genius ideas. It might not be as brilliant as the light bulb or sliced bread, but pretty close. This episode will feature all the brilliant ideas that were discussed this season. Shh, that's quite enough. Oh, just, just shut your mouth.
2: I don't give oh, that's a stuff. Shush, please. Ah, yes, no. I can hear, down,
1: but I
3: don't care. That's enough already.
1: Turns out, Ursula and her guests, pretty smart. Take Kitty Flanagan, for example, and her genius idea involving sniffer dogs and golf courses.
0: You do play golf. How's that going?
1: Yeah, I do. I've only taken it up in about the
0: last year and I'm loving it. Do you know what else? I had a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's probably
1: not a good idea. It's probably not a great use of dogs, but I thought they should have sniffer dogs for golf balls. Like, I mean, you, you, know could, how they you can... could
0: train your dogs, Henry and Pickle, to do that. Yeah, but what a useful service that would be. Yeah. Like instead of taking a caddy with you, take the golf ball finder dog. Yeah. That'd be fun. You get to go out with this dog, and the dog goes and finds your ball every time yeah, you feel like a out. truffle dog.
4: Just shuffle
0: yeah. it out and then put it on the course for you Like, oh, every
1: every ball <laughs> so is on just, the fairway. <laughs> they just sit next to it like the fruit dogs do when they smell fruit in your bag. They just like sit down and look at you accusingly. That's what the, that's yeah. what the dogs would do with your golf ball. I think it's a great idea. That's the golf course I'm going to start up where you well, get to walk walk the course with a dog and the dog will find your ball every time.
0: So we can we can incorporate that kind of training with Urshan Kitty's Twilight Golf and comedy. <laughs> I like Golf
1: and Giggles. Golf and Giggles and the dogs. (laughs) Golf and Giggles. (laughs) These days, there is an app for everything. Well, almost everything. Radio star and funny man Whipper believes there's one very important group of people who are missing out. People with sleep apnea machines, of course. Take a listen.
4: I've just recently got a sleep apnea mask.
1: Oh, my God.
4: Now, if you've ever said to a woman, hey... If you're looking for something sexy, there's a guy down there who's not a fighter pilot, but he sounds like Darth Vader. Um that's pretty sexy. But
0: you know what? It's it is an age thing too. Like my sister just got one of those about a year ago. Has it helped her? It? Yeah, it's it's insane. It's great. I mean, um, so we yeah. went on a road trip. There's three of us. Um, but my sister shares a room with me, so we haven't shared a room since we were, Yeah. I think I went to boarding school at the age of 11, so we shared a room up until then. Yeah, right. And then never again. So now she's lying next to me, we're in these single cots next to oh. each other, and she's like, <laughs> the whole night. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck do you sleep with that? Just one small question. (laughs) It's not like the last time we did a road trip, we were like 19, and you literally just throw spare knickers and a toothbrush in the back of the boot. Now we have my brother's heart monitor. We've got my sister's CPAP machine. I'm like, what is happening to
4: us? Do you know what And I think too? Like if if things ever fell apart with Lisa, if she was to leave me for a personal trainer or something, um, I always – or for you, or I don't know. Um, anything could happen. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, if if there's sort of a, a category on Tinder for people with, with CPAP machines, so if there's anybody else whose brain is starving of oxygen in the middle of the night, then they could, we yeah. could live together. They could lie next to me and we could both put our masks on and wouldn't who knows how wild it could get.
0: Hey, wouldn't it be romantic if you and I now come up with a concept for to split, like there's a double oh. pipe, one CPAP machine, but a splitter. That's So you guys hot. can share yeah, the that's oxygen. that's
4: really good. I want to breathe with you. I want to breathe the same yeah. air as you, literally God, out of that's... that pump. Yeah. Just to stop me dying. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then In the movie of our lives, um, it'll be, you know, Bradley Cooper can play you. Who's you? Probably you. I'll have Melissa McCarthy.
4: Okay, sure.
0: Um, You know, she'll (laughs) have to wig it up, but, um, you know.
4: Would it start with us with the masks on or would it end with us happy that you've invented the double mask where we breathe the same air?
0: No, no, it'll, it'll, like, because then obviously it'll be, like, we develop this thing and then we realise that it's, you and I like so it'll end where we're lying, like we're in yeah. our nineties and we sort of getting turn to each other and our masks just touch. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, sort of <laughs> no <laughs> and our masks touch <laughs> I'm like I'm like War of the Roses, the last scene where I'm pushing your hand off of me and you're
4: like, <laughs> We're getting it on <laughs> Way to read of the room. <laughs> sorry, I so, sorry about that, guys. Um that was the sequel. Um, where the masks come off and they realise the oxygen has been so good for them, they've lasted to the age of 120 and they can't stop rooting. Wow, what a twist. What a twist. (laughs) But imagine
0: that. Yeah, because by then we could put Viagra drops in the water. In
4: the water tank. But imagine if there was a plot where it – maybe what about this? It ends where someone comes in because there's like a whole lot of money that someone's going to inherit out of one of us. Someone comes in and turns the oxygen off on one of us. So then you don't know whether they've died And then when it starts up again in the sequel, then you find out that they've both survived and that's when the Viagra starts kicking in and the rest of the movie goes for about half an hour and it's just really aggressive.
0: (laughs) Really? I mean... But with no body doubles. (laughs) Just me, my tiny little hands in your hairy back. And no Barbie (laughs) dolls.
1: Now this next guest is changing the merchandise game. Why would Ursula sell T-shirts and hats after her shows when you could get custom and personalised white goods? As long as Peter Hellier gets commission, of course. This is Peter Hellier's brilliant idea.
0: What you don't know about me, Peter, Jason, Matthew, Hellier, is that I am massively into DIY because I was going to wrap my freezer in it because I don't like bland nothing. I don't like (laughs) white or silver appliances.
2: I've never considered or heard of anybody considering wallpapering their their fridge or freezer that's that's incredible i would love you know, a lot of comedians do merch. I'm not sure if you yeah. do merch. I'm sure you probably do. But nobody does white goods merch. <laughs> so I'd love if you, people walking out of an Ursula Carson gig and you're in a foyer just with white goods. But, you yeah, they're wallpaper. They're, they've got patterns on them. No, no, but I, like, I
0: do it by order. Like, as they line up, people can go like that. You know how they'll go. There's someone with a clipboard. They go, like, three or four people. Which one do you want? And then they'll ask. And as they come to the front, I'm just in my denim dunger with my putty knife and a glue brush and just putting the glue on the paper and then loading it on a van for you as we come <laughs> This is a kind of service I, I offer. It. Like the show is an hour and a half and then after the show is an eight-hour deal.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you said that uh, Bunnings is closed. Yeah. in New Zealand. It's funny because we all have these different experiences, at, you know, state to state and city to city. And because Bunnings was a real life, Bunnings and Dan Murphy's, yeah. in, in, you know, in, in, certainly in Victoria and I think across yeah. Australia was a real lifeline for so many people. I can't imagine, I mean, I must say I didn't lean on Bunnings because I, I, I'm the opposite of you. I, I don't do the DIY. My my wife, Bridge, is the traditional man of the house, if you like. Um, <laughs> she went to Bunnings a lot and... um and really relied on it. Yeah. So but it's making uh, uh,
0: and every other lesbian in Victoria. <laughs> what a confident man you are, Peter yes. Hillier. Like no bridge you go. You go. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: All these lesbians that can get like this a woman by herself. Let me help. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden There's going to be Brand new interest In the Hillier house No fucking come with you I saw you hated bunnings. No no it's fine You stay home You stay home I'll have a cup of tea When I get back Why don't you see If we've got biscuits I'll be right back No 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 I'll come with you No no Pete I insist You're fucking staying home She's got a secret tool belt And the spare wheel You know where the spare wheel is She just whips it out When she gets to buy. So all the lesbians Are like Hey Bridge is here
2: I wonder, you know, because it happens to married couples as they get older. My my in-laws, for example. Yeah. So when he retired, when the kids got older, she all she wanted was some time to herself, just to you know have a little bit of yeah you know, freedom. But he retired, so he was like, "No, let's spend all that time together yeah. now." She's like, "No, but maybe it was actually because she went to Bunnings and um, you know, yeah, bumped into a few yeah, you know, the lady lesbians. If
0: you if you look hard enough in the plumbing aisle, you're going to find the honeypot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a hungry lesbian for those playing the
2: home game. Do they cover this in any of those Bunnings ads, by the way? I would love to see one just like, uh, you know, uh, a lesbian just telling it like it is on one of those Bunnings ads. Just go, yeah, aisle seven. That's where you find your honeypot.
0: Yeah, well, if if anyone from um, Bunnings is listening, Pete and I will front your ads from now on. Um, You know, (laughs) we want to be really involved in the creative... Aspect of it, and uh, the, we've got some talent and bridge.
2: Uh, about <laughs> <laughs> you you're in the front doing the bunnings ad, uh, talking about you know the you know, the lady lesbians of bunnings, and I'm I'm in the background just looking for bridge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like calling out in the background.
0: And then at the en- at the end, she finds the honey pot, and we beat it by fifteen percent <laughs> her enjoyment level. <laughs>
1: Hands down, the greatest question you can ask someone, the best conversation starter, the ultimate dinner table conversation. What would your last meal be? Now, this genius idea actually comes from Ursula herself, and she shares the most genius response in her chat with the perfect imperfect Ryan Shelton. Safe to say I'm changing my answer from now on.
3: I don't know why I thought about this, but it just jumped to my mind. But I'm always fascinated to ask people, what have you ever thought about what your last meal would be? Yeah. Is that something that that you've thought about? Yeah. What would it be? What's your last Spaghetti meal?
0: bolognese because it's practically impossible to fuck it up.
3: Oh, it's a great answer.
0: Because the worst thing would be... Because
3: you're not sure who's going to be making yeah, it. Yeah,
0: the worst thing would be, you know, heaps of people go, oh, I'll have a steak. And how many steaks have you had? Did you go, mm.
3: oh, it's such a good point. It's just not yeah. right. Where
0: spaghetti bolognese, you can literally use the sauce, half cooked mince, yep. chuck enough cheese on there, you're fine. Get it down your neck.
3: It's going to be great, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I've always been chicken schnitzel on ice cream.
0: Mm, Chicken schnitzel, that can be too dry. You're going to be disappointed. Now you're going to, they're going to be injecting you and they go, your last words, you go, the schnitzel was dry. (laughs) (laughs) Too thin. Yeah, whereas I can go, fuck Gary and his whole family because I assume it'll be be a Gary-related incident that gets me killed.
3: God, yeah, okay. So and then ice cream, would it be what sort of ice cream?
0: Um there's this brand in New Zealand, because I'll be I'll be dying here, like they'll reinstate the death penalty just for me. Um it's a ginger yeah, nut good. biscuit ice cream. Oh mate, I tell you, you take the day off. I've never
3: heard of such a thing.
0: You you should fly over and I'll make you a spag bowl and we'll have some of this ginger nut ice cream. And then we'll both just sit on the couch staring out ahead of us and be glad we're not going to the gas chamber. It is divine.
3: Oh, that's good. I was going to say that sounds like a pretty macabre day. Yeah.
0: No, no, we'll be <laughs> having happy. Having your
3: last meal. No, we'll be happy. <laughs> have you had the connoisseur one?
0: No, I haven't. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. I have not. As soon as I see it, it's like, say, it's like you know, people dress up anal all different ways, but at the end of the day, it's still anal. I- <laughs> Another thing, like the dry cleaners, I've never tried before.
3: <laughs> this is there's there's a few things that I could do yeah. professionally uh, in my life, like what that my parents would be really really excited about, mm-hmm. and this podcast with you is one of them yeah. because they listen and they love you and oh. they saw you at the comedy festival. Oh, so that- the fact that we're talking about all these things <laughs> is so, so exciting to me. <laughs> <I was>
5: just- <laughs>
3: But luckily they've seen you, so they, they're not, no, they won't they're be no. surprised. Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But shout yeah. out to your parents.
3: <laughs> I just went to Japan with them on a family holiday. That was really fun.
0: Say it again and make the joy reach your eyes. <laughs>
1: Nick Cody, the boy genius, single-handedly has the best idea for payback. If you've been annoyed by someone on a plane, you're going to want to hear this story of revenge, but not so much for the revenge part, more the creativity of it.
5: My son was about nine months old, our first one, and there was a stage where he was waking up every hour of the night. It was brutal. Went on a family holiday to Singapore. On the way back, we're down the back of the plane. I'm sitting in the aisle. My wife's in in the middle, but I'm holding my son. And the flight attendant's given us all the meals and they're all on my tray, yeah. meals and drinks. The person in front just seat back, oh, doesn't look, oh. just seat back, yeah. drinks and food go on me. And uh, I try to remain calm, sort of, you know, punch the seat, that yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. My wife said, just, hey, just leave him alone. And then a couple of minutes later she looks over and she's like, what are you doing? They'll turn this plane around. And I'd gotten on the seat chat yeah, and he had drinks and stuff on his table and I was sending a message to the seat in front of him. And I was like, Drop this guy just – yeah, I was like, I'll give you $100 if you just put your seat back. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's like, you're trying to pay a stranger to yeah. fuck with another stranger. Yeah. You're well, going to get arrested. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> to, to me, I think society – if something shits me the most, and I've got a lot of things yeah. about myself that yeah. are annoying. My wife reminds me of them and that's yeah. great.
0: And that's why you have one of
5: those. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you're just going around unchecked though. I'm <laughs>
0: I'm living
5: my best life, bro. I got half my life. <laughs> um, to me, it's when people forget that it is a society.
0: Yeah, when people just stop in the middle, and it, you know, I hate Stopping to say in the this, but it's a- always fucking white people my age. Yeah, and they always stand in a circle just chatting right in the oh. middle of a walkway, and I just go, "This is the worst possible place for you guys to stand and talk." I just tell them off like I'm a teacher. Yeah. Or when I'm walking, okay, this is one of the biggest things that shits me that, well, it's probably going to, this is how I'm going to go via aneurysm.
5: Yeah. Um, Even there, quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all right, you know. But if I, (laughs) like. The cops
5: will turn up and go, what was happening? It's like, well, my five friends and I were just standing across this footpath having a chat and this lady's (laughs) dropped down behind us. Blood coming out of her ear. Yeah,
1: and then I hope the cops (laughs) tase every single one of them in the (laughs) asshole. And that's enough already until next week. Thanks so much again for joining me as we recap all the best bits from the podcast for season four. And it only gets better from here. So I'll see you all next week for more hilarious highlights. See you then.